0: This is a small city,
1: just north of the big city,
0: built on brickyards, factories,
1: and small businesses
0: with a rich history and strong roots. And this is a podcast
1: that serves to tell our story,
0: share our experience,
1: and celebrate our community.
0: This, this is Beacon.
1: On this episode, we dive into all things NAMI Mid Hudson. This local nonprofit is led by director Joanne Brown and her right hand, Heather Ann Pitcher. Heather joins us to discuss NAMI resources. We chat about their workshops, trainings, support groups, and more. Without further ado, this is NAMI Mid Hudson.
0: Well, welcome back, everybody, to This is Beacon. This is Brooke.
1: This is Ruben. This is Brandon.
0: And today, we have a great guest that's going to give us, you know, such an important, you know, education, knowledge base on a resource that's super, um, super, you know, amazing. And, you know, we are grateful here in the Hudson Valley to have it. Um, But first, I'm going to let our guest introduce herself. Guest, tell everybody who you are.
2: Hello, this is Heather, Heather Ann. (laughs) And the crowd goes
0: wild. Hi, Heather. Hey, Brooke. Uh, So tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us where are you from, a little bit of your family life.
2: Okay, so I'm not from Beacon, but I'm from Wappingers. We like to call that the Falls or the WAP. The WAP? <laughs> I never heard no, that. Did he did it? <laughs> well, well, probably because my husband's family is really who says that and they're from Poughkeepsie, aka Power Kingdom. So okay, like, oh. okay, okay. Make I, a little fun and call I, it I, the WAP. I have I've...
3: heard about the Whoppy
1: G's. <laughs> <laughs> Wappingers. Wappingers. Wapping G's. Well,
2: anyway, so and, I'm and from you, the WAP. And you do have some connection to Beacon, right? <laughs> yes, I do. Um, my grandmother is originally from Beacon. Uh, my cousin, Ben, and Aaron, and Alexa, and Adrian, they're all from Beacon. Alexa used to work at Howland Library, so big ups to Beacon, also. Awesome, awesome, and shout out to your cousins. Yes, they're pretty dope, and they want to be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and now, uh, tell us a little bit about your home life right now.
2: Um, so, right now, I live with my husband, my amazing stepdaughter, and my son. His name is also Sonny, and he is our extraordinary awesome bulldog right now they're saying he's a superhero he was just hit by a car a honda on the highway in poughkeepsie and survived no one quite knows how but he is doing really well uh, yeah god bless him yeah it's it's pretty awesome i mean it was a full-on car accident and he survived thank you to brewster veterinarian Specialists because if it wasn't for them like they're amazing i definitely if you have animals take them there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Sorry to hear that, but glad to hear that
2: he's going to be all right. Yeah. He's, he's interesting.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And, and we know you have, you're going, you're here to share with us all of your expertise on all things, mental health. Um, but tell us first a little bit about the things that you like to do in your spare time.
2: Okay. Uh, spare time, especially this time of year. I love fishing. I'm very what? Out, yeah, I'm outdoorsy, but I'm not outdoorsy. So I don't like bugs. But I've been fishing <laughs> since I was five. So putting a worm on a hook, no problem. Taking a fish off, no problem. And I'm definitely yeah. I'll definitely fish until it's totally dark and I get my big bass because I love, love, love fishing.
3: Wow, I, would, I wouldn't want to guess that one. <laughs>
2: yeah. And where do you
0: go? Where are the, where are the fun, great um, spots?
2: So I won't say this because it upsets my dad, uh, but there was a really good spot, and sadly, we're no longer allowed to go there. It was like a big disappointment to our family. Um, but we do go to another location across the river in Riften. And my husband and I also like to go to Morgan Lake, which isn't that far from us, but we'll go anywhere. Anywhere there's a body of water, Mm -hmm. I actually drive around with my fishing pole. Kind of
1: always ready, always ready.
2: I know it's kind of embarrassing. Pull
1: over on the side of a bridge. Just I, will. I really will. I'll be
2: like,
0: oh, I wonder if there's fish in there. Let me yes. go see. You're like traffic, no problem.
2: I've got i, I love fishing and I have um, little nieces and nephews. They're like the loves of my life: Aaron, Anessa, and Nathaniel. And I'll take them fishing. So I've taught all of them how to fish, and they love it too. Yeah. They've gone with me like five o'clock in the morning, gotten up, like, hey, Auntie Heather, we're going fishing.
3: So, yeah, yeah. our nephew is a fan of of fishing. Um, My uncle fishes and I guess he took him one time and like now he like loves it.
2: Yeah, you get hooked, especially if you catch something. Yeah, I was slow on that one. Sorry.
0: (laughs) No, that's awesome. Um, And now I know you have quite a bit of experience, but just let folks know who you're here representing and your role within your organization.
2: OK, so I am here representing both myself and NAMI Mid-Hudson. NAMI is the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Um, it is a national organization. NAMI Mid-Hudson is the local affiliate. So every NAMI, um, every basically almost every state has a local affiliate. For the affiliate that I'm with, that's NAMI Mid-Hudson. We cover both Dutchess and Ulster County. And by myself saying I represent myself, That is because if I was talking to another individual that had a mental illness, I would be considered a peer. That's because I have lived experience. I'm living with a mental illness. I have a diagnosis of bipolar disorder, and I've been living with that diagnosis since I was 16 years old. So I represent myself and also NAMI Mid Hudson.
1: So how did you get involved with NAMI?
2: I was not familiar with NAMI. Someone from the Hudson Valley that was living with mental illness where my parents could have benefited from all of the resources that they had yeah and it was kind of like oh no well sure I would love to take that class you know I have a stepdaughter she deals with anxiety you know we all have different things that we deal with I would love to take your mental health first aid sure what else do you offer and then I kind of talked to her a little more and she was like oh I had no idea that you you know were living with bipolar and I was like yeah I've lived with this my whole life and at first I didn't know and then once I realized it, I definitely had some really serious lows that were very dangerous, you know, ended up in the hospital and this and that and this is where I'm at now. And then she told me about the ending of the silence and she was like, I think you would be perfect for this. And I was like, okay, well what is it? You know? Yeah, yeah. And that's just sort of what happened. And it's like you seem to take a course or a class or talk to someone and then you see the benefit. Just like I was telling you, like, I did a presentation and I spoke to this one girl and she was telling me, like, she had tried telling her mom, you know, that she, something was wrong with her, that she wasn't right. And her mom told her, like, we don't do this. You know, that that's not acceptable, basically, for her to be depressed or for her to, to think that she has a mental illness or for her to want to go to a psychiatrist. And she just needed to, like, get over it and be stronger, but because she heard me speaking about it she was like no something is wrong i need to talk to someone and she talked to someone immediately and got help and that's just kind of what it is you have to have that conversation cuz if you don't there's mainly two two things that happen You end up sicker, and because you end up sicker, you start trying to self-medicate yourself. So we have all these issues that we see right now in our community. We have an increase of drug use. We have an increase of homelessness, and it's normally related to people that are living with some type of mental illness, and they're not treating it properly. Or you have the other end of the spectrum, which is also very sad. You have people that are taking their lives because they're suffering, and people either aren't listening to them, or they have no way communicating it so because I've been kind of in between both of those I realized that when I was in a spot where I could like you know function very well I realized that I had to start talking to people about it so that they knew like oh okay maybe they didn't want to do the things that I was doing but at least I knew that I could I could have a life I could get married if I want to get married I can have kids I could have this type of job I could do these things and that's why I personally got involved with NAMI, but I know a lot of parents, they get involved because they see the support that they get from NAMI, and it makes them want to support other families. Yeah, so that's it's kinda... super powerful.
0: <clears throat> and, you know, first, thank you for doing that. Oh, you're right? welcome. <laughs> because I think, like, it take, it's, it's an easy thing to say, oh, well, I got interested, and that, so that's why I wanted to, you know, give back. But you took action, which is a lot. And, you know, that's putting yourself out there. And, you know, what I'm hearing from you is you're getting that positive reinforcement by hearing the success stories over and over again. And you're realizing just how powerful it is for folks to get involved. So thank you. And then I think the other thing too, is that you're highlighting something that a lot of people, um, may miss, you know, like, what can I do? right and like you just got curious so yeah that's exactly thank you what for doing was. that and so and so I know there's like national level organization of NAMI all the way down trickle down to the local level for folks that are listening because we have been on this pathway of mental health for a while and this idea that we are resources rich Yet information poor yep. here in the Hudson Valley. This is our time that we are going to dive into all things NAMI locally. So those of you who are listening, this is for right here in your own backyard. Let's really go deep on what is NAMI. So for folks that are unfamiliar, um, give us a little overview of just NAMI
2: itself. Um, you know, what does it stand for? Okay, so NAMI. Is a National Alliance on Mental Illness, NAMI, and we are Nami Mid Hudson. We service both Dutchess and Ulster counties.
0: Yeah, and so and so folks that may have seen, you know, I, I'm thinking like, where have folks been introduced to Nami to today? NAMI. I so think for
3: for for us here in Beacon, uh, and, and me personally, how I was introduced to Nami was through Tina. Yeah. Um, I have no how we met i think it was through brandon yeah yeah i met tina through yep and then and i ended up doing a grant writing class and she was like sitting in front of me and i was like you're the lady i'm supposed to call and meet next (laughs) week but uh but then but upon just having a conversation and just uh for, for me to understand more of the mental health awareness and and um her passion of just wanting to bring it to light um we joined the the ribbon campaign on mm-hmm. Main Street. And uh, We worked with uh, then-Mayor Randy Kasal to get proclamations every year. We um, tied the bows on random trees and poles up and down Main Street, just uh, ra- raised awareness of NAMI as a resource within the community. Um, one thing that Brooke touched on about that, what came out of uh, some of this work was Dutchess County being resource-rich but information-poor. Um, what I'm glad that you're about to go through is because even as – we're taking another step forward this year with our hashtag join the conversation uh, campaign um, and taking a step forward to learn more ourselves. Not only are we resource rich, it's also kind of confusing and overwhelming with how many resources we have. So um, like when we, spoke with uh, our new resource officer down at uh, the city of Beacon, and he's part of MHA. Mm-hmm. Um, we really dialed back on what is MHA, you know. I, I was like Mental Health Alliance, I know. And he was like, <laughs> uh, no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, you know what? He was what? like,
0: you don't even know the acronym, and that's yeah. why I wanted you to start you there. Know? <laughs> and, and,
3: and that's why I'm glad that we're about to have this conversation with you where you can bring it down because as we are resource-rich, we also need to make sure that people understand where they go, So it's like especially when you get into the acronym. So it was like, oh, N-A-M-I-M-A-H, uh-huh. you know, so. Um, I understand. So, yeah. so and I want to thank Especially
0: think. because you guys are NAMI Mid-Hudson. So sometimes you'll see NAMI-M-H. Yep. And so like that between MHA and it's like, is that a and collaboration? No. Nope. I'm not sure, but it's, it stands for the Mid-Hudson. Yes,
2: precisely. That's
0: what that is. And, you know, just again, for folks to, what is this thing, NAMI? One, it's a 501c3. Very important for folks to understand that. Um, and, you know, their mission is everything from advocacy to education. They, you know, really focus in on, um, you know, not only trainings and education, but support groups, and not only for those that are affected by mental illness, but those that are supporting those that are affected by mental illness, which is huge differentiator and i think you know very important for people to understand that that resource is there for them too because i think when we get down this pathway we're so focused on um, those that are impacted by mental illness but anyone who is impacted they know that this is this is a team effort and there's always you know there's that ripple effect and nami provides support for those that are supporting others as well
3: yeah, so, so where's NAMI Mid-Hudson based out of?
2: Um, so we have an office in Poughkeepsie. Um, it basically has all of our resources and everything in the, off- in the office. Um, the other people that work for NAMI or volunteer NAM- for NAMI, they are remote. So like our director, she works out of her home, but then constantly is coming to the office for all different things. Um, and NAMI is... Volunteer. Just about everyone that works with NAMI is volunteering for NAMI. Um, We currently, thanks to Crunch Fitness in Poughkeepsie, have an entire information table set up there. Um, Judy Walker, who is one of our family support group facilitators, she got all the information, all the brochures and handouts from our office. Because we have tons of educational materials, which I'll Mm -hmm. actually leave with you guys today. Um, But all of that is on display. So we have, like you said, a lot of information that we can give to anyone, but knowing, you know, how to get that and things like that, that's something that we try to reach out to let people know also.
0: Yeah, and that's another important point is just the fact that the bulk of what you do is really driven by volunteers, um, which is huge. You know, um, we, we
3: can we can relate. We can yeah. relate
0: here. Um, we are 100 percent volunteer only here uh-huh. at I Am Beacon, so we can totally relate to what that you know what that entails in terms of support and actually getting things out there. Um, and I'm glad you touched on the amount of literature and information that you do have. So if you're listening and you're a business owner, or um, you know you have a, a facility that either you know caters to youth or families or anything like that, and you want to have some of this information, you know here locally, you know I Am Beacons here. If it's easier for you to contact us, we'll make sure you get, um, you know, to the right person. We'll put in the show notes as well, how you can get in contact as well. Um, But again, you know, the information is there. And now, you know, we can make that connection.
3: Yeah. Um, Are you, do you, or do you know of uh, currently like anywhere in Beacon where these pamphlets can also be found or?
2: Um, So not currently. My plan is um, some of the items that I have today. I want to see if I can get them in the Howland Library. I know that we have educational flyers and posters that were just made recently that explain our Ending the Silence presentation, our In Our Own Voice presentation. And there's currently one in display on Adrian's Library in Poughkeepsie and the Poughkeepsie Post Office and the Family Services Building. So our goal right now is to kind of target public areas like that. And NAMI Mid-Hudson recently started a faith-based campaign where they have made a huge list of um, different faith based organizations and have contacted all of them. And on all of those that have been contacted, we're sending information to those. Mm-hmm. And I do know that there's some that are in Beacon that were on that list. So, I mean, there's also a possibility for collaboration with that, also. Um,
3: what about school districts?
2: Oh, so as far as school districts go, absolutely. With the Beacon School District, every year we have a very good collaboration with the high school um, where we've done the ending the silence presentation there. And I know how you had mentioned about the ribbon campaign. We do still do our ribbon campaign. This year was done on a smaller scale just because there's been a lot of adjustments with the um, pandemic. But one thing that we are always looking for because we are volunteer based, we're always looking for volunteers. We're always looking for an organization such as yourself that may want to say, hey, for Beacon, we'll make ribbons. We'll put up ribbons. Because what we do is we get permission from each like city or village to have um, certain areas designated for ribbons to be displayed. And that is our plan going forward, what we would like to do. But right now, if you look through the village of Fishkill, the whole street is aligned. Yep. Market Street yeah. and Poughkeepsie, same thing lined with ribbons in dover so there's different areas where we have volunteers in those areas so they were like hey we always do this we need to make sure we let people know may is mental health awareness month nami mid-hudson is here we are going strong family support groups we're having them four times a month you need to connect on zoom like it was just important for us to make sure there's still a presence so that was one thing that we're still trying to do, mm-hmm. and even with our um, ending the silence presentation, we are still doing all of those in all of the schools right now, just over Google Classrooms, which is a little different.
0: Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. Well, if, uh, if you reach out to the city of Beacon the officials and uh, get any progress with that, we would be we wouldn't mind the help.
0: Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I think that's something we add for next year for sure. Mm-hmm. That we we make sure that we get in get in early for sure. Because I know those ribbons. I'll tell you right now from. Personal experience—they are not easy to make. No, though. it's a lot of work. Yeah, they are not easy to make. Mine were pretty sad, and um, we don't want sad <laughs> <yeah>. ribbons. <laughs> <laughs> and that—that that is where I will just stop. Right? I know lavon is out there laughing right now because she was yeah. with me trying to make no. these ribbons, and we were failing all, all, all miserably. All over YouTube, looking at like <laughs> yeah. No, but you know, you know
2: what I found? Um, because it's—it's it's nice when you have like more people getting together to do things anyway. We had a volunteer this year who literally made 30 ribbons for us. Wow. And she that's just one of the things. She's a pastry chef, but she's, you know, that's one of the things that she's good at. Hey. So having someone that's like, "Hey, I'm going to do a quick ribbon class. This is how you do it." Helpful. And then it's like, "Hey, I'm the Beacon volunteer. I'm going to make the ribbon, show you how to do it, and then I then you have that. different Sections of people doing it.
0: Challenge accepted. So, 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 <laughs> that sounds like a,
3: sound like a way to get a badge
2: or something. Because you guys Scouts know I Goals. love
0: to be trained. <laughs> yeah. So challenge but accepted.
2: But that's how we're, no always, we're always looking for volunteers to do stuff like that because it's, it no longer becomes a NAMI mid-Hudson thing. It becomes a Hudson Valley thing. Yeah. Yes. It's a community involved in helping the community with mental health awareness.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. Um, And I think the other thing that you you signal for me to say is that no task is too small, right? And everybody can do a little from where they are. So you know, you just expressing that, right? Like, so it's not about signing up. Oh, I'm signing up for this big thing. You may just sign up for a slice of this bigger Mm -hmm. pie. And that's where you know, that collaboration is key and, and, and beautiful things can happen when we get to that space so okay that that's that's good challenge accepted we're doing this next year beacon we have to stand up
3: yeah you hear that beacon
0: yeah yes i'm
2: gonna be looking for you
0: yes (laughs) On behalf, on behalf of Beacon,
2: <laughs> you hear me ticking. over here,
0: yeah, on behalf of Beacon, hands up. Um, so yeah, so let's go through the services of NAMI for folks that, okay, step one, wow, this sounds like a great organization. Tell me some of the services that are in there. Let's start with, because um, you did talk about ending the silence, mm-hmm. you want to start with the presentations that um, NAMI offers?
2: Yes. Um, so basically our services are broken down into eight things and then three sections, Presentations would be our Ending the Silence presentation, our In Our Own Voice presentation, and we also have a NAMI Homefront presentation that can be done like online, kind of as a presentation or a class. Um, Our Ending the Silence is also called ETS, and it is done specifically in schools, high schools, normally for the 10th grade, 11th graders. It's normally done in a health class, or if they have a psychology class, the psychology teacher will also organize it. And sometimes a gym teacher organizes it. Um, we've done a few, like I had mentioned, at Duchess Community College. That's been very nice. Um, we did a Love, Shouldn't Hurt presentation, which was really nice. It was a good variety of kids from all different schools in Duchess County. And what it is, it's you have a youth presenter or young adult presenter and then an adult facilitator. And they will share their story, their life and journey with living with a mental health diagnosis and then how they're able to deal with it, recovery, um, how they've reached recovery and, you know, different coping skills. And just they really stress the importance of talking to someone, finding a trusted adult, noticing signs. So if there are signs that you may be seeing In yourself or in one of your friends, you're not afraid to get help because Mm -hmm. there's so much um, like destigmatizing things that you can be doing or the wrong words that you may be saying. Like you might say to your friend, geez, why are you so crazy? Or why are you being so bipolar? And then you might know or might not know the person next to you actually has bipolar, but now they don't want to say anything about it and they don't want to get help because they just heard you your friend saying that you in know? like a negative light. yes yeah. yes so just um the point of the ending the silence is just to really help have the conversation teach the kids how to recognize signs know who in their school that they can reach out to because in each school we actually prepare a list of contacts for that school which is very helpful so they'll know like who the social worker is that they can reach out to. There might be certain coaches that they can I talk think that's to. Huge. Yeah, it really is. I mean,
0: I I, I keep going back to this, but um, Mr. <coughs> Hannerhan, what was he in our school? Yeah,
3: I, I, I'm glad you brought that because I was thinking the same thing, and like I didn't know what the hell he was, but he was somebody you can go talk he, to. Though. I knew but, he but, wasn't
0: but, a guidance counselor, and then I just
3: knew that I'm saying if you were caught out in the hallway, it was just a, an easy place to go talk. You know what I'm saying like I used, yeah. I used, I used yeah. to end up in there because I seen like like other people that I knew in there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But like I had no, but I was just in there. Just but to, so that's, but that's um, the
0: thing. But that is a perfect example as to because because um, you know as soon as you said a list of people for them to go to, I was like ding ding ding. I definitely would have benefited from that mm-hmm. if I would have. Kn- I didn't even know we had a resource. I think Mr. Hanner here. I always like I knew him, but I didn't know what he did. Yeah. Like like nobody ever like articulated so his important. role and when you would raise your hand to go see him or spend time. I
3: think he was a social was, worker, but there were definitely I, certain. I uh, still
0: don't know what his role. There was. Yeah. There was a
3: certain demographic of kids that I used to always see in his office. That
0: yeah, but so I'm glad that you guys are doing that because I can imagine even to today when you hand that to the students for them to know who to go to. I I bet you are truly helping them navigate. Again, back to that resources rich, information poor, right? Now they know where those resources are and and how to how to go to someone for help. In this in this conversation of ending the silence, is there interaction with the students in that presentation? Yeah, there they're they're allowed to ask questions. Um, and
2: so we they watch videos. Um, the videos are like super awesome. The last one that we show is normally silent, and it really kind of forces the conversation to occur. And so between the adult presenter and then the youth, young adult presenter, there's always a chance to ask questions. And I know for me, anytime I had presented, I'd be like, listen, I know you guys have questions, so we'll just wait a second. Yeah. Just feel comfortable. And you, people don't always feel comfortable to ask questions. So I'll yeah. be like, okay, so does anyone know anyone that has bipolar? And you'll see the hands. Or, like, have, did you ever think, you know, that if you go to the hospital, you'll be okay, you know? Or do you only think that, you know, sick people go to the hospital? Did you know that we have a stabilization center? And then I'll ask them questions to get them to start asking questions. Yeah. But sometimes that's what you need. Some. Yeah. But there's tons of time for
1: that. I, I, I'm just sitting to think. Like I really wish we did have this sort of conversation because mm-hmm. you know self-disclosing, and, and I think she'd be okay if I said it. But I didn't realize until years later that my mom suffered from bipolar mm. disorder. So when I was growing up, I always just thought that one day she was in a good mood, mm-hmm. the next day she wasn't, and it was always like tough to navigate. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was really It was it was difficult, but there was never any. You know, as a kid, because you you don't know anybody, you start to internalize those sort of things. You start thinking it's something you did Uh or something you're doing, and that has like an impact. You know, it It was and it wasn't until it wasn't until I got into college and I had a conversation with um, uh, with a professor, and they really kind of like broke it down to me. And it was kind and this was before I like got into the like field of like social work, Uh and I was just like, oh wow, like Mm -hmm. that's what being bipolar is like mm-hmm. and then it was like I actually started having all this guilt of like oh my god like i thought my mom was like this terrible person it was like no she was going through something and it just wasn't enough support out there for yep. it, you know so that's why i'm sitting here quiet just kind of processing all this stuff because <laughs> it's just like you know it's it's, a, know it's it's those sort of things that you know when you talk about families and how families are affected by it like if something like that goes unchecked are undiagnosed and you're just dealing with it's that bad. yeah yeah
3: so it's bad Yeah, no, I, I relate to you Brennan because I'm saying the more and more that we're having these conversations the more and more that um we're talking about it um I find myself silent at time just processing because I'm saying you, you know who doesn't have a mental yeah issue right now with I'm saying the state of society yeah you know yeah I'm saying that the, the, no, the, the, the right. more stories that I'm hearing is like you know, so so that's why I think it was one of the psychologists that we spoke with that talked about like the levels of like, you know, you might have something but you you can deal with it. Yeah. You yeah. can go on you know, and then when when I think about the funding that gets cut on like a state level, mm-hmm. that's that's why we always talk about Dutchess County and what is being provided. But um some of the Quite frankly, you know what I'm saying it, it, it gets political. You yeah. know, I, I I've seen services cut. I, I've seen psychiatric centers being cut down in like New York City yeah. and stuff like that. And you start to question on why,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
3: and then um and then also why people don't have the conversations because then because then you might find out there's there, there's some people in some of these leadership roles that are, that also have some some issues. And now is it a liability issue? You yeah. know, so like there, there's 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 the a lot more is, yeah that that that, that plays into it. That that is that now that we're having the conversations, is almost like oh. I see there's probably different reasons why people don't want to talk about yeah, it. There I'm it is. Yeah,
0: Like, it's not just, you know, oh, you just have to tell them it's okay to say something. No, there are, there are real risks out there that exist. But,
3: yeah. the but you're hope not going to move forward without talking yes, about it. Yes, yeah.
0: the hope is that more and more that we do talk about it, the more that we showcase, um, you know, all the different walks of life, Right. Like the more you break that down is the more you start to continue to shatter that stereotype that says if you have this, that means you can't do that or you shouldn't do this. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, so that's why it's so powerful. I think first and foremost, the ending the silence is so powerful because you're you're going to the youth and showing them early on. One, if they do have issues now, they know where to go. But now, you know, you're opening that dialogue. And just by being. Um, you know, having someone as a, a youth presenter, right? That's more like a peer, yeah. Right? Yeah. They have that connection to feel more comfortable, and I think you know, you're do, that is tremendous work in breaking the the silence and breaking uh, the stigma around it because you're you're meeting them where they are and showcasing another way, another example, so that now that's not a student that becomes an adult that puts people in a box.
2: Yeah, I totally agree with you. Like, personally, for me, I think um, the most important thing or the, um, I don't know if the most important or the thing that I love most or loved most about doing the ending the silence, because there's been several times, actually, where I've had interactions at the different schools with students where... They've told me, or at that moment from having conversations with me, that because of that conversation, they knew that they needed to get help. Or, you know, then the teachers will send us things like, because we do surveys also because all of our presentations, they're funded we get funding from the United Way. We get grants from different people in the community. We constantly get donations. People can donate on namimidhudson.org. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, you know, that's how we work because we're a nonprofit. So as these teachers fill out these surveys, they might say, um, you know, after you guys had your presentation, I actually had a student come to me and, you know, I'm getting her set up with a social worker. So that knowing when you're talking to someone in that moment, they're like, wow, this is happening to me. I need to get help. Or even if it's not in that moment, I feel like it's important to say something anytime you see someone that could be going through crisis. Because if you ignore how you're feeling, the dangers of self-medicating and the dangers of losing a life from suicide, there's no going back from that. If you don't say something, and you think that, oh, well, they were having an off day, but they're always off, you know, that's just them. And then the next day you go to see that person, and they're gone. You now have that guilt. But if you're educated and you know something's not right here, this person has been, you know, in this low mood for over two weeks, we need to get you help. Let
3: Yeah, I, I think you bring up a point. I think that goes back to, like, what Brandon was talking about and also like your car analogy one, um, which I, I tend to like now. I think we used it twice in conversations. <laughs> so I think one of the psychologists actually brought up the car situation. Copycat. But um, <laughs> Yeah. Cause yeah, the signs are there and then maybe that, and then I think that's also the importance of having these conversations and, and like the trainings you're saying that are available through NAMI because when your check engine light goes on, you know, there's something wrong with yeah. There's lights that are going to actually tell you, but as an individual, well, I'm not a trained psychologist, so, like, I, I know I get upset. Yeah, you know, they're just upset, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not really trained to be like, yeah, but they're upset in a way where it's like, oh, no, he's dangerously upset, yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? So I think that the, the, these workshops and stuff, and the more that people get involved, have conversations, I think that's definitely going to help. Because, uh, once again, like what Brandon said, uh, which I agree with, is, like, yeah, I'm sure it probably happens, like, one day they were happy, next day something tragic happened. Yeah. But for the most part, and especially in my experience, is like, well, you've seen all the warning signs, you know? And it mm-hmm. was like, and and and, and, it's, and instead of addressing it, when things got to that tragic moment, that's when it was like, man, I wish I would have said something two weeks yeah. ago. Oh, I, I, I seen things looking different, you know? Um, I, I seen health fading, mm-hmm. but, man, and, and, and I think that's dangerous because cause, cause now that self-guilt starts to yeah. set in.
0: Um, yeah, and I'm also glad we're talking about this because... um. I want to really highlight the trainings and the one training for me personally. And this is just from my own personal experience. I am just I'm over it. I I don't want to see another one lost. I don't want to see I don't want to attend another funeral where I personally feel like could have should have would have. What did I what what did I not do and whether I knew there was something wrong and I just kind of like brushed it off or I felt like it wasn't my role, like, you know, this is not my space to be telling somebody about themselves and all those things. I really felt like, you know, handcuffed, right? Not really, you know, even though I knew I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't didn't know know how to handle it. I didn't know what I could personally do. So, you know, I I personally can't, I don't want to look another loved one in the eye and feel bad that I coulda, shoulda, woulda. And you brought up to me the first aid training that Nami does. So, you know, I know I like jumped on you as soon as you said that. No, it's and good. I was like and I was like, tell me more, tell me more. So let's let's talk about what that first aid training is because I feel like it's gonna be the differentiator for me moving forward.
2: So I actually brought my book with me. <laughs> Ooh, and there's a book. I know there is. So <laughs> Joanne um, helps with Mental Health First Aid USA, and they provide a youth mental health first aid and an adult mental health first aid. You can be trained and certified in both. Right now, all the trainings are online. Um, We did it via Zoom when I just did the last one with her. You do receive a certificate, actually, for doing it. There's classwork that you have to do online ahead of it, So it's like two to three hours of online classwork. And then it's a class commitment for a day. Wanted to say it's eight to three, but I may have been wrong. And there's a few breaks, like in between. It's videos and then interactive real life situations. So you will get like situations, you and might be like a group of like two or three. And it's like, okay, how do you handle this situation? Mm -hmm. Like your friend is... You've seen this, this, and this for the last two weeks, and you have to determine: is this a crisis? Is this going into a crisis, or is this just Bob? Like, oh, Bob's fine. Then nah, nah, see you later, Bob. And then you don't see Bob later. So it is very. It's an awesome class. It is very helpful. Can you guys see why I got so
0: excited? When yeah, she was it me is. About it?
2: No, it's very helpful. So this one was for the yeah for the youth mental health first aid. And it was developed originally in Australia in 2001. But there's a youth and an adult health first aid. I was just trying to say. So, so some of the things it covers are substance use and abuse, um, different mental illnesses and disorders, um, some that are disruptive and types of disruptive disorders, the risks that are associated with mental illnesses, and how you can use mental health first aid to assist when someone has one of these disruptive disorders how you can use first aid for suicidal thoughts and behaviors, how to help for panic attacks, and how to recognize the difference between a panic attack and a heart attack. And mm-hmm. can you recognize the difference between a panic attack and a heart attack? And that's very good.
1: That's, that's an important piece of information for yeah. people who are dealing with panic attacks. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's really key. And, and
0: that's because they can be mistaken
2: for each other. Absolutely. Yeah, they, they have a lot of the, they same, have the same symptoms. symptoms. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. They have a lot of the same symptoms.
3: And once you get certified in, in either of these courses, are there also like
2: refresher courses afterward? Yes, there is. Afterwards? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there.
0: Is. I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but I was like raising my hand like through our Zoom call earlier Yeah, like this you, week
2: you did, actually. I was, like, do do, do <laughs> I was you also like, work
3: with uh, other organizations to set these things up?
2: Um, so Joanne works directly with the Mental Health First Aid um organization like the person that runs that and she'll set them up I had actually already told her that you guys are interested in planning one so she just said reach out and she would love to do it yeah
0: and and just for folks that are listening anyone can be certified in first aid uh, uh, training like the the goal is for as many folks as possible to be certified so that you know we move beyond this conversation where um you know, oh well, I'm not a psychologist. Yeah. I don't have a PhD or a PsyD, which we learned also that there's a difference. <laughs> yes, there right? is. Right, if I'm not, if I'm not in the medical field or I'm not a social worker, I'm not trained. Right. This is that training, you know, same thing. I didn't, I I didn't go to medical school either, but I need to know how to triage a situation and I need to know when to dial 911 versus set up a call with my doctor versus just go get a band aid and some ice, right? This is that equivalent for the mental health space and for you to know, you know, so that, you know, and again, like that feeling of. I wish I could do more. This is the more getting the information, getting trained so you know what to do what what can you do one in the moment but also long term right? This is giving you all the information you need and and the the big point here is that it's both for mental health and then there's a youth one yes as yeah well. it's
2: a there's an adult one and a youth one, and the thing that's nice also um it's been. Consistently provided at the colleges. So she does have, I believe, two set up already in the summer to be provided at the local colleges. So this is something that the schools take advantage of also. And, and is, is there a fee? Um, So that's the thing. There could... There, sometimes there is and sometimes there isn't. It depends on who it's going to um, because the textbooks, they do have a cost behind yep. them. So that's why they try to make sure there's a certain amount of people enrolled ahead of time. Like if an organization wanted to enroll like 500 people or something like that, then that is something that they'd have to work out with the mental health people. Yeah, yeah.
3: It's, a, it's almost like you guys set me up. I'm, saying I'm over here talking about the car exam. Like, well, you know, not everybody can see the signs of a human being, but everybody no, can but see it's the check
0: engine.
3: Not everybody's a mechanic. I was like, oh, you know, we got something for that. No, we could. I'll get you on. No, I thank you it's for that, because that, that, that. that's basically a proactive to, a, I guess, to a, um, excuse, I was just saying. You yeah. know, so that's a solution to an excuse right now that, of, of, of of now I can no longer use.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, you can still use that excuse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and there's... Because we're not perfect.
0: Right, and <laughs> you don't also need to be, um, you know, certified in, 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 in the first aid training to, to do anything, right? And that's why you have other... You offer other courses as well, yeah. other classes. Um, so do you want to talk through some of the classes that Nani yes, has?
2: I do, actually. I'm glad you said that. Um, we have peer-to-peer... And we have family to family. Those are like our two main classes, and we're running them right now, actually. Our peer-to-peer is a class that is facilitated by two individuals living with a mental health illness or a mental health condition, and then it is four individuals living with a mental health condition. It is awesome. Um, It is evidence-based, and all the things that you are taught in that course are like lessons for life. It will help you recognize your own illness, learn about other illnesses, understand the importance of wellness, and kind of that reminder that mental health is health and that there's no health without mental health. So you literally need to take care of your whole self. And people don't always understand that. But when you are really living with a mental illness... You get it. Yeah. Well, no, not even that you get it. If you're starting to get sick, you don't get it. Mm, So the peer-to-peer class reminds you that, okay, to stay well, what do I need to do? Like my adult coloring books, okay. Long walks, okay. Like what works for me? And it helps you kind of remember those skills. And it also gives you a chance to tell your story, to feel comfortable telling your story to um, work on communicating, to make a game plan for yourself, to, t- to um, also work on SMART goals, which are small, measurable, but attainable goals. Because that's something that anyone in any part of their journey could have a hard time with. Anyone can have a hard time like setting and reaching a goal. So that is something that, that peer-to-peer class helps you with. And it really helps you get on a good um, like a schedule or a routine. And then we have our family-to-family class, which is also evidence-based, very successful. We have so many success stories of families that what normally happens is they'll take the class, love the class, be able to utilize the class to help their you know daughter, son, husband, whatever. And then once they have stability in their household, they will then ask to be able to teach the class. And that is something that I love about NAMI. Someone will love what they're doing, they'll love the class, they'll love the training, and then they will then get trained to do it. And that's kind of what happened with me also because I started seeing, oh, okay, I'm doing this and this is helping, and I'm seeing it help others, so then I wanted to be trained so I could also do the same thing and it kind of just goes around in a circle. But the Family to Family, it um is in eight-week course i always get confused because one is eight weeks and one is nine weeks Uh, (laughs) but it's an eight-week course joanne is going to correct me if i'm wrong but you can find out information about it on our website nomimidhausen.org and it you get class materials so for the class you'll get a binder and a bag either mailed to you or dropped off at your house Um, you get a crisis folder which i can also show you guys because that is extremely helpful it has all local resources that some individuals don't know about. It teaches you the difference between stabilization and hospitalization. It reminds you that as a caretaker, you have to take care of yourself. It doesn't matter what your loved one is going through. You cannot take care of someone else if you're not taking care of you. Um, so that is a big thing that's stressed during that also.
1: That's the key. You cannot take care of your loved ones if you're not taking care of yourself.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I just fact-checked you. The peer-to-peer is eight weeks.
2: Thank you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know Dwayne would be like, no! <laughs> yeah, but what I
0: love about that is, um, you know, in, in so many ways, it's about a, a structured classroom environment to really support yourself through your journey. Um, Because it does have so many elements to it, I see why there's um, multiple weeks, but also too, because you're putting in goal setting and all of that stuff. So that's where you're getting that natural support to, because, you know, there's a difference between getting the information and then applying the information. And usually it's when you get to the application piece is where things start to fall apart and you don't have someone to, you know, you know, oh, I don't have, you know, with the class, it's like, oh, well, we have that class on Thursday. I'll bring my question there. Exactly. Which I think is, is, is phenomenal. It's a phenomenal resource to have. I'm so glad you guys offer these courses. And the difference here being the peer-to-peer is, um, targeted for those that are living with mental illness. And then the family-to-family is about those that are supporting, um, uh, someone in their family or their social circle, right? It doesn't have to be family yeah, members. I just make have, that point. Yeah, because sometimes you have.
2: Yeah, because sometimes it's called family to family, but we always say that it is for someone supporting a family member or a loved one, because it support comes in so many different ways. So, I mean, you could be supporting your. Brother, sister or something you know or just some or a friend yeah exactly it could be a close friend it could be whatever but that's what it's for it's for supporting your support system yep and the thing that I always like to mention with the family to family and it's the same thing with the peer-to-peer but the facilitators they understand what you are going through because they've been there or they're still there so if you have if you're in this class it's either normally going to be a husband and a wife Or you may have, like, two women, you know, and those women, maybe they may have a child that has struggled with mental illness. Or they may have a spouse, but it's people that are supporting a loved one living with a mental illness. It's not like a psychologist or a psychiatrist telling you, you know, oh, they...
1: It's a different Yeah.
2: I, it's no, it's totally yeah. different.
1: And 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 I and I feel like a lot of times, like, especially as peers, you guys are, are a lot of the times like the kind of gatekeepers for a lot yeah. of these services because you are the you are the people that are making it okay to be engaged in these services because you've been through these things, because you're on this side of it and now you're out there helping. It kinda that sends so many so many positive messages to, to someone who's going through it, to see that, okay, I'm here now this you you, where you are is where I could be yeah and that's that's
2: empowering I I just try to thank you I, I appreciate you saying that but I try to just tell people that 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 is what helps though because anytime you have a conversation with someone you don't want them to feel like you're talking down to them I'm not like oh well you should be doing this and you should be doing that I'm with you Like, I understand you. Mental illness sucks. Like, just like anything else that is affecting your body. But okay, so we agree. So now what can we do? What do you need? Like, what's going to work?
0: And it's that. And it's a totally different... um space than, you know, your healthcare provider. Mm-hmm. Right? Like it because is. the provider is looking at it through a certain paradigm, right? Like from their vantage point, what they're being responsible for on your journey. Whereas this is a whole nother level and this is your everyday, right? Like, you know, I can only imagine the differences in terms of the insight that you would get from
2: having someone else who who has walked your journey. I do feel, um I honestly think that's the best thing about NAMI. Um, And I, from talking to parents and then also talking to other ones that facilitate or have benefited from our services, they will say, I am so happy that I found someone that understands what I'm going through. I'm so happy that when I go to the support groups, I'm not alone. Like, I thought it was just me. I thought that I was going crazy. I I don't know what to do, but then I go to your support group and I'm talking to other moms and they're dealing with the same situation, you know, or I'm talking to other, other husbands and this is what they're going through. Or I'm not the only person that thinks, you know, that they're another person. So it's just, it's, it's sad, but amazing at the same time. It's sad because it takes so long, so many years or so many decades For someone to realize there's an organization like NAMI Mid-Hudson that is free. Our resources are free. Our support groups are free. Our classes are free. We're in your backyard. It's easy to contact us. You can go on our website. You can call us on the phone. And there's no waiting list for our support groups. And it's sad because every time I speak to someone and they need to go to one of our support groups, some of our groups only have a few people. But then there's so many people that need the support. But once they get it, they're like, oh, this is just what I needed. So it's kind of that it's important to know that these things are there because even the people that are listening right now, they might be, oh, I didn't know about NAMI. You know, I had no, what is that? That sounds like, you know, some Asian food. But it's it's nice for them to know because then they might say, hey, you know, Brenda, did you know about this NAMI? This might help your mom or it might help you. They have support groups. Call them up, you know, ask for Heather. She'll help you. But it's like it's important to at least let people know that it's there. No, I agree. I think um,
0: that is the reason why we have you here, and that is why we wanted to really dive deep into all the different um aspects of Nami because there are so many um you know misnomers right they may have they may have seen the ribbons and then just decided, oh, this is what Nami is. They just raise awareness during the month yeah. of May. They just want us to you know know that that this is a conversation nationally, you know because of the Nami national organization but what you guys are doing this is this is the where the rubber meets the road in your own backyard when if and when you need services they are right here and the biggest thing that i hope everybody heard when you said it was free yeah, because that's a, People always hear bar- that's, a, always that's a big barrier for a lot of folks to get help these days is around this idea that, well, if I go to get services, I'm not going to have coverage. If I, if I raise my hand for help, that's going to incur cost and I don't have the resources, right? And, and, yeah. and that is a big one. It's not a little one. I think it's a big one that,
2: that leaves a lot of folks suffering in silence. I want to mention to you also, Brooke, that we have two of our classes, our NAMI Basics, which is something anyone could take. It would even be beneficial for you guys. It is online and self-paced, and that is free also. Like I said, all of our classes are free. But our NAMI Basics and NAMI Homefront are two things that you can do at your own pace online on the computer, and it's great because it's accessible quick it's easy and what do they do um so the nami basics basically gives you basic knowledge of a mental illness it breaks down you know how to support your loved one um it has different modules and you can take it at two o'clock in the morning if you want you know it's similar to taking our family to family, but it just gives you basic resources, you know, little things that can help you, how to support yourself, how to cope, and you, that's easy to find. You go on our website, you go on to classes, and it'll say NAMI basics, and you just click it. So that you can do. And then our NAMI home front is specifically for um, friends or family members of military or service members that are um, living with PTSD. PTSD is very real and it's very painful. Um, so, PTSD or TBI and the home front is something that we offer for those. Um,
1: just so you guys know, TPI traumatic brain yeah. injuries, for those. Yes, okay. thank you. <laughs> oh, that was my next question. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thank you, As Brandon.
0: Brandon is looking directly <laughs> over here, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he's like, "For those of you out there, not naming any names." I know that was right kind of funny.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was trying to guess. But I, I would never got there. No,
2: thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that and that is offered online currently. That's a six session. It says a free six session educational program. Yep, I, uh, I fact checked. <laughs> Way it. to go! Way to go! You're on I, it because I knew you were going to be like, "What is it?" Because You're so close to all these things. Yeah, I, know. I think I get it. I get it. You know, we are like we
2: are like the same cut from but the same the, cloth. There, yeah. we're all the very funds. good on the big
0: stuff, but the little details are kind of <laughs> run away from
2: me. But it's just important because um, our website is about to go through an update, but still. The main things, if you want to find them, can be found under our resource tab. And if someone, you know, is looking for information and they can't find it, they can just go under contact us and send us a direct email, and the emails will either be checked by me or by Joanne, our program director. So sometimes that's the best way because we might not know what you need or you may not know what you need, but if you're like, hey, you know, my sister is living with bipolar, she's schizophrenic, I don't know what to do, can you help me? Then it can kind of be a more of, hey, where are you living? Oh, you're living in Florida? Okay, well, let me send you to your affiliate in Florida. Oh, you're in Beacon? Well, NAMI Hudson has these resources, and four times a month, we have support groups. So it's kind of it could tailor out. tailor down yeah, to your basic needs exactly because every situation is different.
3: Yeah, and 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 back to us understanding that we are research rich. I'm saying it could also get overwhelming with trying to navigate uh-huh. through this to get help. So it's almost like um, I I'm, I definitely uh, appreciate the new suicide line is now going to be just nine eight eight as opposed to the one eight hundred hotline. Um, which, as I was reading the article, I was like. I think uh, somebody just woke up and was like, you know, somebody's about to commit suicide. and We ain't got a, time for that. There's a 1-800 the number. Dot, yeah. So um, with the new uh, institute and the new 988 as the quick acid, just like 911. Like, yeah, I don't have time to n- understand, like, what is Beacon's police phone number? I, I don't know. Not, like, 911 was just mm-hmm. so, like, crucial. So, um, yeah, with uh, searching on the website, I I don't want that same overwhelming yeah, of it. Yeah, no, so. you're right. Now, is that the best way for them to contact you? Um,
2: yes. Yeah, so I feel like if anyone wants to correct contact us directly, and I tell people this all the time because we do have, um, we have our phone number. So our phone number, people will call us, you know, it's 845-206-9892. And that number is on our website, but it's not a crisis line. So sometimes people will call right in the middle of them needing help. And it's just a voicemail, so we don't always answer it. So I always tell someone the best way to get a hold of us is to email us at contact at nami midhudson.org. And that email is on the bottom of our website. We check it nonstop. goes to our phones, our computers. If you send an email there, it's going to be like, oh, okay, got your email, information. Even when people do call and leave a message, you know, often you call someone and you leave them a message. You call when you can talk, not when they can talk. Mm-hmm. So if someone calls me and I'm trying to call them back, I'll say, hey, I can't get you. Send me an email, please. Contact at nami Because then it's like even if they you know, can't talk, they'll be able to email me and then I can kind of see what they need, get them yeah. with what they need, and then also refer them to Joanne because she might have to connect them with another resource or service as well.
0: Yeah, and I think the other thing too is that um, while they can navigate the website and decide for themselves, I think the other thing that they'll get reaching out to you specifically is, you know, perhaps they can have that dialogue with you and then you can share with them all the resources just because, again, it is a little bit overwhelming um, and I love everything that you guys are doing, but it can be a little bit of like a jigsaw for somebody to navigate. Which one should I do first? Or, you know, what makes most sense for me in my situation? And so, you know, um, having that direct contact with you, I think that that's, that's huge.
2: And for family members, um, we always recommend going to a support group. Um, that's really where it's going to start. And one thing that I've found is I always recommend going to more than one support group. We And it's nice, too, because they're on Zoom right now, so you can go to all of them. Even though one of them is our Ulster County support group, they're four times a month. The days vary on when we have them, which is great. So we have, like, one on a Monday, one on a Tuesday, one on a Wednesday. You can find which one fits for you. Because, for example, the one that's on the first Wednesday of the month is really more parents that go to that one. Um, Joanne Brown facilitates that one with, um, I can't remember the other person's name, but she facilitates that one. So she's a wealth of resources. So they may go to that one and she may say, oh, well, you know what? You should go on this day. You know, Cheryl is facilitating and she could help you with this and that. She's very familiar with the school district. And mm-hmm. so it's all about finding your fit because once you find that fit, you start finding that support and you're like, oh, there's hope and there's help. I needed both of those. Yeah. And that's what NAMI is about. It's about giving people what they need, showing them that there is help, and that there's definitely hope. And you're not alone, even if you feel like you are alone.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. Um, so as we wrap things up here, we have talked about the website. Yep. We have the, the phone number, which we'll have in the show notes. I will tag the email again since that's what you said is most helpful. Yeah, And really so that's, And so that's contact at NAMI, mid-Hudson, written out, yep. nospaces, no anything, spaces. No spaces, no org. Yeah. And so we'll have all that in the show notes. And then, you know, um, definitely go on any other social channels too to follow NAMI just yeah. to keep in touch. Um, this has been an amazing deep dive into all things NAMI. Anything we did not cover that you want to make sure we bring up?
2: Yes, I do want to mention um, there is a difference which people don't always, I don't know, it becomes confusing. If someone wants to support NAMI Mid-Hudson or become a member of NAMI Mid-Hudson or donate to NAMI Mid-Hudson, you have to go on the NAMI Mid-Hudson website, which happens sometimes is people will just go to nami.org just because they hear the word NAMI. yeah, And, of course, we want you to support NAMI. But we are your local affiliate, and we provide local resources, and we work off of local donations. So it's important to know that you have to go to our namimidhudson.org website and click the Donate button on our website. And sometimes what happens is people will become a member on the NAMI New York State website and then donate to them, the donation will not go to your local NAMI even if you then become a member of your local NAMI. So whatever you donate then goes to the state and does not go to support your backyard. So I try to let people know that because it's like, oh, well, I did donate. I'm supporting local. No. You're not. I'm sorry. <laughs>
3: yeah. um, th- th- that brings up two things to me. Number one is like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm affiliated with a couple of organizations that when I send my membership fee, I actually just, I still do it through mail. Yeah. Um, number one, because I support mail carriers. And yes. N- and number two, I just wanted to go to my local chapter. Yeah. And and he still I, has
2: I, I love my mailman. Cause, cause, I support cause him too.
3: Because <laughs> it would also be a delay by the time it comes from, uh-huh. the, from the international. Um, uh, it, but the other question was, is, is there a fee? to become a member of NAMI?
2: Um, So we, basically, our our membership, it just supports our organization. So we do a few things. We have a $5 open door membership, which is normally what I tell people. You know, I suggest that. You can do the $5 open door membership and say, okay, I'll do that, but I want to donate, like, you know, $25. So you can do an open door membership, and then the rest of your money will actually go completely to fund our organization, So that's what people often do, or maybe they'll do a household membership. If there's multiple people in their household, um, it'll be $40, and then if you want to give more, you can give more. It's optional for each person, but that is um, the tiers are $5, $40, and $60. But the most common thing is for someone to give $5, and then everything else that they give, they'll give locally to NAMI MidHudson. There's a link um, that I can give to you later, Brooke, if you want, where you yeah, can we'll directly, the show notes. yeah, you can um, directly click that link. And then lastly, being that May is Mental Health Awareness Month, we are featuring a walk in nature event from the 15th to the 22nd. And just with an understanding that mental health and health, they're together. So the reason why we're promoting walking in nature is because it's proven 120 minutes in nature increases your mental wellness. So we just want people to know, like, get out in nature, smell the air, hear the birds, look at the flowers. It doesn't matter where you're at, but especially this last year has been extremely hard for everybody, regardless of your age, you know, your skin color, whatever. We've been trapped in a box so just getting out and trying to be in nature for that 120 minutes—it's proven beneficial. So just I trying like to how encourage you guys put people that on
0: 120 minutes, not two hours. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: it does—it does, it does kind of
0: seem a little bit um, a little bit faster than two hours, when you put it that way. But just to just to make sure we get all the points on that, there's. May 15th, Saturday, May 15th to the 22nd, where you're encouraging folks to get out for that 120 minutes. Yep. Now in a favorite park or anywhere nature yep. for you is, right? So um Could be your backyard. Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> looking to my brother because he likes to hike the mountain.
3: Yeah, I was just about to say, you know, I'm, I'm, I guess I'll be London texting Queens. my older sister <laughs> and being like, yo, I guess we're going to hit the mountain during this during this weekend. And I like to do it like uh, every weekend, so uh, I guess... Yeah, better week in the start than that, than now.
2: And so, when you do that, please take a photo of yourself and put it on Instagram. hashtag NamiMH hashtag NAMIMHwalks. walks. I would greatly appreciate that.
0: Yeah, I love that. And you know, and for folks that are listening, you can do this alone. You can yep. do this with friends. With your dog, you can, you can make it a little team effort. You know, um, you know, maybe like challenge some friends mm-hmm. to getting their hundred and twenty minutes. Because again, like. It's been statistically proven that 120 minutes with nature yep. is beneficial to your mental well-being. Absolutely. Awesome. Um and then the only participation that you're asking really is for folks to make sure they let you know, right? And then donate whatever they'd like. Yes, whatever at, they at, want at their own level, right? Yep. Which I mean, thank you for doing that. Um because I think sometimes like if there's like a, you know, Threshold to participate, people then shy away again and all that stuff. So, just having that open ended, right? Um, give what you can, but more importantly, get out there and hashtag it to let NAMI Mid Hudson know that you've done your part to get out there and take care of yourself. Exactly. Awesome.
3: Yeah, no, I, I think this has been real wonderful. It's been great. We're wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and like, okay, Blanche. Uh, I don't
0: know why It's the only name
2: that keeps coming to mind. Uh,
3: well, Sophia's the favorite though. <laughs> oh yeah. or Whatever.
2: Oh, that's the little one, right? Oh yeah.
3: She was a J. She was know.
2: the youngest.
3: So yeah. Yeah. Ain't that crazy? That's crazy. But um. Wait. She
0: was the youngest. Yep. She was the youngest yep. out of all of the Golden Girls.
1: Yep.
2: yep. That was the little one.
1: Yeah. It's Getty. Oh.
0: That's a little hey. trivia for you. You didn't know I, I had in this <laughs> noggin. I guess not. I
3: didn't know that either. I didn't know you had that. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'll tell you one thing. If people do listen to our podcast, I do also uh, like re-listen to our podcast. Man, I am not scared to uh, mis-enunciate words or speak <laughs> wrong either. Because I'd be like, man, I said that. I, 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 I think when we were talking about DMX, I said we had the same uh, complexion. And yeah. I talk- and I'm, and I'm, and I'm meant to say complex. Like, yeah, now, yeah, I, you
2: I, did. Because I, I, I listen to your podcast. And I, and I like,
3: so I was driving on 84, like, yeah, man, uh, I'd be missing. I was man. wondering
2: what you were trying to say I'm, I'm out to say, here. Like, we had the same complex, but
1: I said complexion, I'm like. Damn. We were in the heat of the moment, you know.
2: Yeah. We're just talking. You guys we're having a really serious conversation about. Well, DMX. Now you guys know,
0: like we're not, you know, uh, we're we're yeah, not yeah, about but, perfection here. Yeah, we're no, about progress. Um, you but know, no, we, don't, I we think, don't. We don't edit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because we want to get the good content out to you all, and you know, let you feel let you feel our journey along with us. And I
3: need that feedback. You know, like what what were you talking about? <laughs>
0: Feedback is a gift. Um, so, Heather, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your story, sharing everything about NAMI. This has been awesome.
3: Yeah, thank you. Um, I appreciate you being here. I appreciate all your time. And uh,
2: yep.
1: hashtag join the conversation. Yes. heather and really wanted to dedicate this conversation to Mark Brown. Even though suicide can be prevented, it is not always. Recognizing signs... Supporting our loved ones and reaching out is the first step to making a difference. Thanks again to Heather for joining us. You, have-
0: but Hey, before you go, Brandon and I have a quick ask of you, our audience. Yes, you. So Brandon, if folks have been enjoying this podcast and all the things that we're doing here, what are some things that we want to let them know that they can do to help us share this with more folks?
1: Well, I think the, Best thing you can do is share the word. Let people know how you can find us. If you're not sure, which you should because you're listening to us right now, just in case, you can always find us on Anchor. You can also find us on Spotify. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public. And all you have to do is type in, this is Beacon.
0: Awesome. So, you know, really quick, guys. Really, the thing that we're asking you to do is if you enjoyed this podcast or any of them, one, if you haven't listened to others, definitely go check them out. Two, pick up the phone, let somebody know, text, call, etc. You can also... Follow us on Facebook. That is super helpful for us because we really like to, you know, continue the conversation there. You know, let us know because we do get a lot of personal messages sent to us, but feel free to go ahead and post that right there on Facebook, what your thoughts, feelings, etc. are. The other thing that we'd love to hear more from you is if you have a story or or a business owner that you'd like to hear from, um, let us know. If there's a business owner, if there's a local legend, local hero, a story you want to share with the audience, uh, you know, just DM us or write to us on Facebook and we'll be sure to contact you to have you on the podcast.
1: And one little last piece.
0: Just a little. Just
1: a little bit. If you can, no obligations needed, but just give us a like. Or if you don't like Give us some sort of review. Let us know what you'd like to hear, what you maybe don't like to hear, and we'll see if we can make that happen.
0: Yes, we aim to, please.
1: So for that, thank you for listening. You have been listening to This is Beacon, a Dynamic Duo High Five production, in association
2: with I Am Beacon, a nonprofit organization.